My subject, or my title is Heavenly Forecast. Quite appropriate, I think, <laughs> that we need some fresh forecast. We need some spring forecast. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a winter lover, but my love for winter's over. <laughs> and uh, uh, so today, this heavenly forecast is, is with a purpose of intention of, of, you know, inspiring faith, hope, and love. Probably with the major emphasis on hope, uh, which is the, 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 probably the, the product or the fruit of both faith and love. And I was thinking of it in this respect, and I am not a doctor and, you know, not even close to it, you know, when it comes to the physical body. But I personally can draw a comparison about faith, hope, and love as those elements of life flow, like our blood, that have a dynamic effect upon the health of our bodies, the health of our mind. Now we're getting into the, the faith, hope, and love. Effect upon our mind, our will, our heart. It's a flow. Um, maybe in comparison, it might be like the white blood cells and the red, red blood cells. The dynamic purpose in the role that each of those play. And there's so many other things because, uh, you know, recently, many of you know, I've had to go through, uh, been through so many tests and, and, you know, there's a whole lot more tests than just a couple when they're trying to search for something and uh, gather the uh, cause and the reason and the health state uh, of it. But to keep it simple, uh, you know, the role that those play. Uh, in my particular case, it was the, the, both the white blood cells and the red blood cells that, you know, need a revitalization and need a, an increase in their numbers. And uh, uh, the... Uh, Prognosis, of course, is that they have, they have come back as far as I am concerned, as far as my body is concerned. And the, the element that uh, I would contribute to it, number one, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has, uh, you know, put within us its a capability. But it really was faith, hope, and love that... Uh, generated, you know, an effect, a positive effect in spirit and soul and, and body. And so uh, uh, some scriptures about heavenly forecast, all right? If we could, Isaac. Now may the God of hope... Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we could sing that this morning. 
to the tune of the Lion King. You know what I mean? Because we learned that Wednesday night. By the way, Tom, everybody was here. But you... (laughs) I'm just teasing you. (laughs) All right. All right. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And there's some reasons why he says this here. Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Or will you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field would honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people and my chosen. To say That is a forecast. This people I have formed for myself that they shall declare my praise. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we're going to passage from Psalms 46 here. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. The problem's not that big for God to handle. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, or praise the Lord, There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I would like for you to look at those passages of Scripture from the standpoint of a heavenly forecast. Yes, I will do a new thing. God says that there will be new roads and new rivers in the midst of challenges. Yes, God is in our midst. God can take that which is been marred, no longer fit 
because of an event and remake it so that it is now something that the master chooses. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 14. He said that it was, the jar was marked when it was being made and he had to remake it. Yes. Revival and reformation throughout our history. One of those times and things that happens when there is something that is set right. It's to correct, to restore, to call back to God and to to God's ways. But our heart can fall into pits. How do you know when you're in a pit? When you feel stuck and you can't get out. When you have lost vision because pits don't have windows. It's when nearsightedness has set in and you are totally self absorbed. And it's when also you can't stand up against the enemy. Breaking out of those, those pits. Yes. An amazing thing. When God does new things, it's often missed because we are expecting it to arrive in old clothes. Jesus was missed because he didn't arrive in Moses' clothes. Think about it. When he says, I will do a new thing, he's saying that this exodus will be different than the old exodus. It will accomplish. It will be deliverance. But it's got different clothes. He says in verse 19, shall you not know it? Will you recognize it? The forecast is positive. I will. Yes. I think sometimes it's time to take off our old glasses. Because God is doing great things. Even now.
Yes. God. Help us rediscover hope. Yes. Help us to understand that sometimes there is a distinction between yesterday's way and tomorrow's new way. They had an amazing past. When he says, I'll do a new thing, we need to go back and find out how amazing it was It's never to put down the past, but it's to encourage us for the future. The parting of the Red Sea. I mean, I think it would be a pretty great moment. The manna that would fall from heaven on a daily basis. As the journey continues, there is the parting of the Jordan. And then follows the fall of Jericho. Sun stands still. Don't confine him to what and to the ways he's already done it. Your miracle and my miracle will probably have new clothes. Jesus didn't come like Moses. Jesus came in a new, new way. The situation with the children of Israel here, when God speaks to them, about their future. Now, while some feel that it was the Babylonian captivity, others feel that it was that they were captured by politics and the circumstances of their day. And in reality, they are distant from where God in what God had made for them. It's desert. 
But he says, I'll make roads and rivers. Roads and rivers. Yes. Hope can become anemic. And its role then in our life is not able to defend the invasion of the various elements that would attack and our spiritual life just as the what's part of the blood is designed to ward off things that want to take your natural health away. It's a marshalling army that rises to the occasion. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have a more abundantly, he is advocating that hope, hope. He fights for life. He fights for hope. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the promised word that finds a place in the soil of our heart. That begins to let you know that the season of winter or the season of drought, the, the lack of being able to get from where you're at to where God wants you to go. He will make roads. Purpose of roads is so you can travel them. Yes. Hope. The forecast of heaven. It would sometimes seem like things are out of character. Number one, there are things that happen in life that are a result of ourselves. There are other things in life that are the result of God arrangements. Case of point, the wandering in the wilderness was the result of self. The children of Israel ending up in 
Egypt for 430 years was God arranged. Even though it's in this whole period was traumatic, God said, You will go down. Your descendants will go down, Abraham. But they will come out. The gold that used to cover the statues of idol became the gold that adorned the temple of God. When they left Egypt, they left with silver and gold and just laden with the riches of Egypt. When they built the golden calf, which was an heir on their part, where did the gold come from? It came from Egypt. Quite a journey. But the end result. When it says that God works all things together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose, that begins to put a whole new dynamic on it. Your desert and your roadless, directionless, there's some good news. God's got a highway program. God's already budgeted for new roads. Your dry seasons have already been planned for. I will make rivers in the desert. Now, I understand today that, you know what I mean, this just reaches in even into the millennium. But all scripture was given by inspiration of God is profitable for, for correction, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. God says, you know, it'll work for today too. It might have different clothes on it. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. So how do we begin to embrace the heavenly forecast? Do not remember the former things. Don't get blinded by how it worked yesterday. Be open to how it might be today. 
Yes. So the first step, I believe, into the new is to forget the past and look forward. It was Paul that wrote in Ephesians, speaking about new. He said, put on the new man, which is created in Christ Jesus, according to holiness. He said, we got to move from the natural inclinations, you know, to the spiritual inclinations. Yes. So we get permission from the Apostle Paul to forget some of those things that are necessary. Forgetting those things that are behind and looking forward. We all, at some point, there are things that you need to forget. There are some things you need to remember, but there are things you need to forget in order to move forward. I am no longer grieving over the winter that is. <laughs> I am rejoicing in the spring that is coming. I know that's a natural aspect. You get the picture. Yes. You see, the past is a great place to learn from, but it is a terrible place to live. You cannot let past failures define you, imprison you. Got to begin to anticipate the future. We are called as the children of God to live by foresight, anticipation. It says, now it will spring forth. The parched ground of our lives begins to live again. Hallelujah. What's about to happen is better than What has happened? Yes. Hope. Not only got to anticipate it, you got to see it. In other words, clarify your focus. Discover what God is doing and just jump in on it. See, God often gives direction without distinction. Abraham, get out of the country. 
to a land that I will show you. I just have to buy into it. I don't always like God's ways. Please tell me, God. And then I will decide, and God says, no. It doesn't work that way. You decide, and then I'll tell you. Amen? Hallelujah. When God declares a blessing in your life, you have to walk into it. I will make you the father of many nations. But Abraham had to walk into it. Hallelujah. And oh, the journey. Sometimes that walking in to the destiny can, can be confusing without hope. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And then you commit to God's plan. God builds in places people didn't think possible. God uses dynamics that seem out of character. How many know that the virgin birth is <laughs> out of character? Yes. We cannot be discouraged by the bumps in the road, the detours on the path. We must continue to push. We've got to trust and we've got to have faith. Because God says that there's special things in your wilderness and your desert. Seasons. Paul writes to Timothy, his son, who he's grooming, and he says, Timothy, you need to be instant in season and out of season. In other words, the role that God has called you to fulfill, you know, His role, he said, it needs to, whether it's a good day or a, a bad day. Hope, not hopelessness. Yes. Whether there's dry wasteland and no vegetation, no fruit, no life. When I, when my wife and I were raising our children, we're still raising them. 
No. It was the promises of God that we hung to, onto. Now, they did not veer off the path, but it wasn't the excellency of our parenting as as much as it was the excellency of his promise that kept our hope alive, that kept our vision for the future enlightened, So maybe this morning you're in a hard place, but God picks hard places to do great things. Yes. He picks dry places to do fertile things. He said, I want to build some waterways and some roads. Yes. Become a road builder. Become a road builder. Time here. From the book of Ruth, we get a picture. And it's about how God cares and how he purposes for something bigger than just yourself. Yes. Number one, there are messy moments in the road to your destiny. In all of your setbacks, God is plotting for your joy. Psalms 46. Begins to run the pages of events, circumstances, and happenings. And yet there's the voice of God. Only believe all things are possible if thou canst believe. Oh, hallelujah. The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. There is an abundant life in us and it has some elements just like our blood, and that is that it's faith, hope, and love. When you understand the love of God, your faith will be inspired because of who is behind. And your hope, then, begins to give you sight that you don't have without hope. 
Hope is so powerful that Paul wrote about it in Romans. It says about Abraham who believed in hope against hope. All natural hope, okay? See, we get in the pit of natural hope. God is trying to take us to the mountain of supernatural hope. The ground is dry and barren. There is no pathway out of it. I can't see it. There is no life-giving evidence. Abraham and Sarah, both of them had passed the natural hope of possibility. Somebody give the Lord a praise. They had passed the natural hope of possibility. But he grabbed a hold of the hope that's supernatural based upon the heavenly forecast. He had moments where he did not operate in hope. He had time periods when he tried everything natural to make it happen. Does not make him a bad person. But he finally reached point in the place of his life of personal helplessness and yet God dependence. And God came through. Think about it that God is plotting for your joy in all of your circumstances. Now, everyone's situation is not extreme. You don't have to be on your deathbed <laughs> to need to improve your health. We're going to have some prevention here. When they get those white blood cells and those red blood cells and whatever all else is, you know, part of the equation of fighting off the diseases that attack hope. The story of the wedding of Cana is a story about something that has gone wrong in a place where you would never expect something to go wrong.
They ran out of wine. The biggest day of this family's life, and all of a sudden they discover a major deficit. I'll ask my musicians to come. They hadn't planned for the run out. Things and events happen that we can't plan for. Sometimes you have to just go with the flow. We're going to have to wait for God to melt this snow. (laughs) But don't miss this. What is available becomes the seedbed for your miracle. These are water pots that are commissioned to a soul, totally, total different role. And yet that's what was available. They were repurposed from washing feet to making a miracle. A miracle. The only problem was they were empty. Mm. They were empty. Fill the water pots. They didn't put wine in, but they got wine out. God is a transformer. He's a transformer. Now, obviously, you know, they were operating under direction of the word of the Lord. And I stress that, that we need to operate under the word of the Lord. God uses people who are broken, battered, hurt, and torn to heal people who are broken, battered, 
hurt, and torn. Yeah. Your life events have value in the hand of God. You are like a water pot. You just need to fill it with faith, hope, and love. And it will turn to rivers in the desert and roads in the wilderness. Oh, hallelujah. Next, don't quit. God's making a message out of your mess. Hallelujah. (laughs) When the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Don't leave before your miracle. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not taking place. It will spring forth. Where does it sprout first? Underground. You can't see it. That's the way God works. You can't see that he's working, but he guarantees you that he's working. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He told the apostles in that group in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, wait until you receive the promise of your father. Wait's one of the hardest things that we can do. But wait. And you won't miss your miracle. Hebrews chapter 11 is a whole list of people who waited for the promises of God to come to pass. This power of hope, love, and faith is so powerful when it is fed. It says that There was a great group of people who never received the promise, but they still seen it or 
visualized it, said they had seen it afar off. And they embraced it. They recognized that the results that they were promised was not in their time frame. But this thing reaches. Hallelujah. Did you know? Yes, you do know this. I don't say you know this. You know this. That we are the offspring of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of faith. It reaches generations. It reaches not just four or five. But God said, he actually penned it himself. He said, thousands of generations. And why does it survive? Because he said, I'm the author and the finisher of faith. Stand with me and give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. God has a forecast, a heavenly one that defies the forecast that is presently on the horizon of our earth and our life. Really. If you've heard about the man of Galilee, like the woman with the issue of blood heard about the man of Galilee, and she pressed her way and she pushed her way, there's one thing I know. All I got to do is touch him. Hallelujah. You got to touch him. Press in and touch him in such a way that he turns around and addresses you personally. Yeah. All right. Heavenly forecast. I want to Isaac, can we put that Psalms 46 back up there again? Thank you. I love it. God, let's say it, read it together. God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling. 
There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. That wilderness, right? Amen. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raised and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in fire. He is not only, you know, this gracious, wonderful, compassionate. He's a man of war when it's necessary. He robes himself in the warrior's garb. Hallelujah. One more. Oh, two more. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Whew, that's a good one for today. <laughs> The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. As we sing this morning, give the Lord one more praise and we'll close out this morning. And praise God. The heavenly forecast for you and for your life and for the church and even for the earth. Hallelujah. It's positive. Amen. I know you believe it this morning. I really do. And God this morning wants you to know that he has a part. All right. He says, I will do. You can't make rivers and roads, but he can. Yes. Father, today, we thank you for season change. Not only naturally, but spiritually. Lord, I just speak and pray this morning that those sprouts that are under, still disguised in the soil will break through and reveal and become apparent so hearts can rejoice and be glad. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give us some clarity and the ability to not look for old clothes on new miracles. But help us to look to identify the miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask, I ask you in Jesus' name this morning that you would bless and keep this people, that you would cause your face to shine upon them 
that you would be gracious to them. Lift up your countenance upon them and let your peace reign. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, may faith, hope, and love enter our immune system in a world and a day where there's much to attack it. In Jesus' name, amen. Go with God, because he is already there. Amen. Hallelujah. You're dismissed.